Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, my cousin. <laughs> What's up, everyone? All right, everyone, let me introduce my cousin, another fellow anchor podcaster, Motion Mindset. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, that's right. Well, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in on this lovely Tuesday podcast, Meditation with Christian. We have our lovely guest. Um, today, I would like to go over, um, this is going to be episode two from the one I just published, which is how to move on, let go of the past. The past does not define you. And as in my 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 podcast is mainly a meditation and then motion motion mindset right mm-hmm. is more like what would you say your, your podcast is more about um i would say it's kind of mindset mixed with spirituality mixed with lifestyle mixed with philosophy that kind of thing mm-hmm. i love it so it'll it's gonna work out it'll 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 blend in like Egg yolk and egg whites, perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, man. Like so, the the last the one I, uh, the last one I pu- published was just I spoke about kind of like my anxiety, kind of like trauma and, and learning how how I let go of stuff. Because you remember back then I used to have a lot of anxiety attacks. I will tell you, I had mm-hmm. panic attacks and stuff. Yeah, and like I don't have those anymore. Unless, well, maybe unless if I drink a whole bunch of coffee, like like espressos, then I'll like I'll freak out because but I, I realize it's the, it's the stimulant. Yeah. But naturally, I don't I don't I don't freak out. So I kind of like went over like meditation and changed the mindset. Just basically how I kind of moved past all that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so. Now that I have you here, I wanted to share your experience, kind of what, what, if you've ever gone through stuff like that, anxiety, how do you deal with it? And well, many, many like past tense stuff that's caused you to have anxiety to this point, you know? Yeah. Well, I just, I think it's one of those kind of things that it just runs in our family because mm-hmm. I've had it too. And I felt, and for a long time, I never, I guess I never really understood what it was. Mm-hmm. But I don't have it so much anymore. Like, um, if I drink coffee and stuff like that, like, I don't have that problem, but pre workouts and things like that, depending mm-hmm. on what they are. They mess you up. Yeah. And like, it, they'll give me anxiety for a couple of days, like, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I saw one thing where it said that it described anxiety so well, it said, it's like hearing the music for a boss fight and the boss never shows up <laughs> you know so like you just hear like that music like something's about to happen but nothing happens yeah and that's probably one of the best ways that I've seen someone describe it do, do you think that there's truth in your anxiety like you know like you're saying you're waiting for something to happen but nothing happens so like where's the how come when we have anxiety, we feel like something is actually about to happen. Like almost like it almost feels like reality. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is a chemical thing in the brain, mm-hmm. and also like our just 
our own minds, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, is like something like anxiety could be genetic and could be caused by chemical imbalances in the brain. And so then it's like, then it makes it a little bit more difficult to fight. But yeah, I mean, some of my anxiety is not really like founded in anything when I think back on it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel anxious, like, like I feel really anxious at the time, but then looking back on it, it's like not a big deal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, why did I just go through? Well, why did I just put myself through that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have ways that you can better control it when you like? What do you when you're going through that little episode? What do you what do you do? What do you try to think about? I think meditation is a good one. Um, definitely that one. Uh, breathing like focusing on your breathing helps a lot I saw this one thing that talked about when you have anxiety and stuff it's good to like ground yourself so you focus on your breathing and then you focus on different things you know like things that you can touch like your senses um, like what you can smell what you can see what you can hear and you focus on like all these little things to kind of ground yourself and get yourself back into reality so that helps too also Mm -hmm. CBD helps yeah, CBD. Um, or doing something that like takes your mind off of it, like whatever that is, like reading, watching something, playing a game, mm-hmm. podcasting. <laughs> podcasting, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you said you said a couple things. You said also that it could be a chemical imbalance. But how do you think that? How do you think that comes about in somebody? Like, yeah, people sometimes some people could have be born that way their genetics can be more prone but what about you know events that happen to people that why is those have you ever had experience like that like it's something happened to you and it gets stuck that you that causes anxiety about maybe something specific like you could have a trigger that that kind of pushes you on a spiral yeah i i think so um traumatic events like a lot of stress being in a stressful situation and stressful environment mm-hmm. like I remember when I was overseas I had like a really big problem because it was just really stressful mm-hmm. and like I had a hard time sleeping and like all the all, like all these symptoms right and I felt just horrible and anxious all the time and I was like man what is this so I like I tried to research it and stuff like that online mm-hmm. and what it came back with uh, chronic anxiety and it was like anxiety like caused by stress or whatever over prolonged periods of time and it was like if you have to seek medical attention or whatever because mm-hmm. when you have it for, for just so long it's it's damaging to the body no long term yeah mm-hmm. so that's when i really started to kind of learn more about like anxiety and what it was and that it could be more than just something you feel before a test or a speech or something like that what about before before you went overseas did you have a lot of anxiety for other things did you have yeah yeah I did, I did too I, I did before then I have like a, a proneness to it I guess mm-hmm. uh, like you do yeah but I think it's kind of the I kind of handle it in a different way I guess like I don't really get like externally showing you know how like panic attacks like I mean you've had them and and I think people kind of have an idea of like what they look like Mm -hmm. but I 
I don't think I, I I don't really show like the the outward physical signs of like a panic attack. Like if I had really bad anxiety or something like that, it's just like all internal. Internal, yeah. So it, it doesn't really show it on the outside, but I can feel it on the inside. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I want to say that like I I want to say that I've always had it. I just I guess I just wasn't aware of it until yeah. like I was around 18 then I went to some like event and then at work something happened and it's like it triggered like my very first anxiety attack I had no idea what was happening it was felt like almost like my consciousness like left or like I was observing myself like I was I become detached mm-hmm. from my body and I was just like observing the anxiety anxiety happen you know kind of like when something if your body get hit by a car or something you're like <gasps> And it's like you go, your body goes into shock. Yeah. So it was that to me was very traumatic. And then so later I would have anxiety, scared of having anxiety, of having that attack again because it was like really, I guess like frightening to have. Mm-hmm. Um. And then and then I started to be anxious just on a daily basis, and I don't know if that exposed my anxiety that I've always had or that's just like what or like a, maybe a gene got I got um, like turned on or uh, stimulated or something mm-hmm. where you know that just caused everything um, but yeah you're right like you said it, it, it's kind of like an internal but I remember the last time that I had anxiety attack was when I had the, the caffeine like, an ex- like a double shot espresso at work Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like I had a lot of energy just in my mind, in my head, and it was like trying to like I had to do something almost. So I couldn't, I couldn't do anything until I got off work, and I went to this parking lot near my apartment, and I just I did the like the kind of like one of the Osho meditations, the active meditation. Mm-hmm. I was just shaking. It's like oh, I was like, oh, just jumping up and down, just shaking, and like for like ten minutes, man. Just, I almost didn't like. There's a lot of cars driving, uh, driving by, but I had all this anxiety. Like my focus on that, I didn't care what was happening. I was just like, I look like an insane person being like exorcism, <laughs> being uh, and you know, like exorcist was just coming, coming and like doing stuff on me, man. It was crazy, and then. And then I started doing the like the bouncing, like the grounding exercise. You talked about grounding, mm-hmm. um, and it went away. But I felt so like like the energy kind of like instead of being stuck in my head, like it, it spilled over, and I just when I felt energized. Like I felt so calm and like I got this anxiety by the balls, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, that's what I kind of feel like. The energy in your body gets stuck because you like you almost you build it up mm-hmm. and has nowhere to go, and you're just replaying like a fearful energy in your head, and just it needs to the cap needs to be opened to like shoot out. So yeah. I found that to kind of help me. Yeah, it makes sense, and it, it it's like what you were saying too, like um it's one of those things that like you don't realize you have Mm -hmm. like you'll have it for a long period of time and you don't realize it until like one day it just hits and you're like oh wow okay that's what it is yeah that's what it feels like 
yeah you know you know like um it's like maybe some of it too is like you just have like an anxiety problem but you try and pretend you don't because mm-hmm. that makes you not normal i guess so like you don't admit to it and you're just like oh, okay well it's just normal anxiousness like people feel but i i think there's a difference between like normal run-of-the-mill anxiety like oh okay i have a test you know and i didn't really study for it mm-hmm. or i have to do a speech in front of people and i don't really like speeches you know that's that's kind of like a temporary anxiety just attached to that moment mm-hmm. but then it's different when you have it for no reason at all or you have it for prolonged periods of time and nothing's really going on or you know like i mean everybody experiences it and then some people experience it more yeah so like you're talking about like generalized like the kind of everyone has it like it's normal for them to have it like generalized anxiety yeah like like it's a normal it's a normal feeling that people have you know it's nothing weird like everybody experiences it but some people experience it more more yeah just like depression like everyone experiences it Mm -hmm. for stuff but then some people just you know have a depression problem okay like they get personally identified almost like they keep they keep it with them yeah like and like it's a it's a bigger issue more yeah. than just the run of the mill you know yeah um well, i've spoken to somebody before and they they pretty much they told me i had generalized anxiety and i never knew what that meant like i, I never had like a diagnosis or anything um kind of like yeah it was it was like I almost I got stuck with it in a way of anxiety like almost mm. for anything and everything and but there would be certain like the baseline is is anxiety and it can almost like transform into different like OCD for example it could my generalized anxiety can transform into OCD mm. and um, I become maybe obsessive over certain things or thoughts and I've noticed that's, that was more when my stress or anxiety was a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Um, like, almost before, like, an anxiety attack. That's kind of what it would be. Like, these thoughts just, that, like, I obsess over them. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm OCD. Maybe I'm going through... I'm, I'm becoming OCD or I realize I am. And yeah. that's what the doctor was like. No, that's just... It's, it's like a hidden form of just generalized. You're not actually that. Some people have that worse. Like, yeah. That comes from like trauma too. I I remember like, and and this uh, this is just like one of those things that like genetically, within our family, is just an issue. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of us have kind of have problems with it. Mm-hmm. But I remember like being younger, <laughs> and then you remember with your brother the whole germ thing. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That messed me up. <laughs> you think it like he passed it on to you and then from then you had it or just like a temporary yeah I, I don't, well after all that stuff like it became a really big germaphobe and like every time I touched anything I washed my hands yeah you know and it's it's nowhere it was bad like that for a while for like years but like I don't know what it was it was just so it, it's such like a like obsessive action you know yeah like to the point where like my hands were like would dry up and like crack and be bleeding and stuff like that holy crap man but it was just like i don't know i just have like this this huge fear like irrational fear 
I remember that. <laughs> Dang, I'm sorry we went through that, man. I'm sorry my brother, brother put you through that. <laughs> I remember that. That was that was the thing that I guess he was going through also. Yeah, he told me about that not too long ago. Actually, he he said at his school, you know, they had that like uh, I think it was called Dare, D A R E, that mm-hmm. little uh, the drug thing. Yeah, I think well, it was a drug thing or one of those kind of pro one of those programs that tells you like take care of yourself don't do this don't do that or it was like a sex ed or it was there but in that in one of those classes this kid he said that he was like germs are gonna kill you you gotta be careful with germs mm-hmm. and my bro- for some reason it stuck to my brother mm-hmm. and he got that I think he said that was his first time that he experienced like fear or um, worries like anxiety like that so then he started becoming obsessed and like washing his hands he didn't want to touch doors or mm-hmm. yeah doorknobs because there's germs there and yeah i wouldn't even in my own house <laughs> you know really yeah i'd use like my shirt and open the door <laughs> oh yeah i do i remember i was like hold on my brother's doing this why is he doing this too yeah I, I guess maybe it was one of those things that just we're naturally predisposed to and that happened to him and then him doing that and then me seeing that like triggered it you know just like a chain yeah back in the day back in the day man <laughs> talking back. about not letting the past define you <laughs> yeah I know we kind of well, that. That. <laughs> yeah I mean I guess they kind of tie in right yeah I know I mean those are kind of issues in in our past yeah maybe I'll just rename this this episode to dealing with anxiety (laughs) in the description I'll put went from this to that yeah that usually tends to happen like we'll start on one topic and then it just goes to another one yeah and another and another yeah (laughs) but still informative for everyone yeah yeah man we have a lot that we like our families dealt with so many like well I mean it's everybody too but we have our experiences we can yeah talk about our own personal stuff personal stuff yeah like I've noticed that like a lot of stuff passes down from our family our parents 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 mm-hmm. and it's us now and but we have this we're at this place in the life where we have a lot of information on how to heal so mm-hmm. I've always felt like it's our responsibility to like heal ourselves mm-hmm. and then kind of heal that karma break the chain <laughs> break the chain yeah like I feel like it's huge res- set, uh, responsibility mm-hmm my brother and I were talking about this yesterday, actually, about um, like being role models. Like he's doing his thing on Twitch, mm-hmm. you know. He's like, I kind of want to be a role model for for you guys and, and the rest of the family that you know you can do things differently than the traditional way mm-hmm. and still be happy and successful and do whatever you want and, and not be so stressed out and complacent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I was like, damn, you know, yeah, because, you know, we're talking about how he, he dealt with anxiety and stuff. And he, 
that he's healing from it. and then it's almost like it's only like success story there and i feel like that can happen with, with me and you also or you and i also mm-hmm. because we've gone through some stuff and it's almost like a responsibility responsibility to share with people like hey you know everyone a lot of people are going through stuff like this and people need to hear our 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 specific energy for them to hear like yeah um there is another side there's light mm-hmm. yeah like that they're not alone they're not alone yeah yeah and i think that's good and then sometimes it's like it really helps to hear other people and hear like this kind of success stories or the stories where people have triumphed against it you know mm-hmm. yeah it helps motivate people you know when other when people see that you know these people were able to do it then they know it's not impossible yeah and can inspire them and damn they got me thinking man because <laughs> i remember when i was thinking a lot more of anxiety there would be times of like holy crap i cannot live like this forever i don't <laughs> know what i'm supposed to do like i I just not that I ever had like suicidal thoughts but I would tell myself like I don't know what I'm supposed to do because I feel like I'm alone and I don't know where to go what to do I know people deal with it but like I, I kind of felt like isolated like oh my god this happened to me mm-hmm. uh, like when I had those panic attacks and anxiety attacks they got bad I just like I felt like paranoid possessed at, at times and like I feel I felt like dang I, I don't know what to do I'm gonna have to just kill this thing off or my mind or something because I can't be happy like this and it was dark times man I can't believe I actually I, all I did was basically survive it keep going and, and learn that's where I kind of learned the whole meditation and, and stuff mm-hmm. you know where I'm at now it's like dude it's, it's okay yeah, and I remember like when it, when I started getting into that kind of stuff, that's when I felt like the the most calm or whatever mm-hmm. that I that I ever felt. And it really works, especially if you stay consistent with it. And I, I don't always now stay consistent with it, mm-hmm. but in, in the time that I was, where it was like every single night, I just I also used to stay up really late too. But I would stay up really late and like watch YouTube videos and mm-hmm. about different stuff. Mm-hmm. So. You talking about meditation? Like doing you know that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like meditation stuff. I used to just like stay up really late watching a bunch of videos on different stuff. Mm. And then then afterwards I would like meditate for fifteen minutes or whatever and then go to sleep. That's freaking awesome, man. What what kind of meditations and what kind of videos were you watching? I I was just watching like videos on everything. <laughs> like I just like to learn different things. So yeah. It could be uh, like meditation stuff, spirituality. I remember watching a thing about lucid dreaming, or it could have been like conspiracy theories, or <laughs> you know, like how to do something, or you know, whatever. But um, yeah, the, for the meditation stuff, pretty much my go-to was like um, binaural beats. <laughs> That's pretty much the the go-to for me for meditation it's like the frequencies and yeah the, um, oh, okay the isochronic tones and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. how did you feel when you were consistent like what was 
your emotions and thoughts like on a on a when you're in that kind of like the peak of you know your consistency with meditation like a lot more relaxed a lot less worried about things i mean of course there's still stuff to worry about but it wasn't near the level that it was mm-hmm. prior to that but that's like staying consistency it consistent and i think that's the thing is like a lot of people just kind of they try it a few times and then it doesn't work for them and they just throw it out it's like it's nothing yeah and 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 i know because like doing it consistently like i felt the results and then just doing it every now and then like i see the difference yeah so it's really that consistency that makes a difference and it's kind of people sit there for like 15 minutes or whatever and they're like okay you know whatever like i don't feel anything different but you do it consistently and then eventually what happens is like you don't even realize 15 minutes has passed or 30 minutes has passed mm-hmm. or sometimes an hour has passed you know you get to that point where it's like and it was really weird because i remember one time i was doing it and i like yeah i felt really relaxed or whatever and like i wasn't asleep or anything i was just like really relaxed mm-hmm. and then i was kind of like all right that's probably been enough time you know kind of like came to back to reality i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I, I like looked at the time and it was it had been like 40 minutes and i didn't realize it i thought it had been like 10. a <laughs> day where'd you go <laughs> <laughs> the astral plane <laughs> the astral plane i don't know man it, it was like cool. it was just relaxing in the meditations you do it's just like focusing on your breath and like sitting sitting yeah pretty much uh that and like you focus on your breath and a lot of people think it's like clearing your mind entirely mm-hmm. but and, and that's what I, I always thought initially too but that's not it like you're not it's not you can't really empty your mind it's not really possible mm-hmm. what you do is you just kind of the thoughts that come in you just like let them come in and let them go mm-hmm. like you just let them flow through your head rather than get stuck and like spin up in your head but you can't empty it entirely right it's just gonna do its thing and then you're kind of like attached to it like you think yeah. of a tree and like oh tree 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 or you can just say okay tree next mm-hmm. yeah exactly and a lot of people think it's like you know like what you see in movies and stuff where they're like oh and then like they just sit there forever and like and, like nothing's going on you know mm-hmm. but it's not that way like thoughts are still coming in and out of your head and just because you know thoughts still come into your head when you're doing it it doesn't mean you failed at it or anything it's normal mm-hmm. you just have to kind of let them come and let them go and try not to be attached to any of the thoughts that come in your head you don't resist it just flow with it just flow with it that's kind of i actually mentioned that in my last one the with the with the past because like i noticed like with family sometimes they'll reminisce about the past and that's kind of it like they get stuck on that thought of a past or nostalgia mm-hmm. and with anxiety or anything you're right it's just it's weird like where do these thoughts come from they're just there and you observe it and then you let it pass it's just like a floating mm-hmm. thought yeah I was gonna ask you I was gonna ask something oh yeah have you ever tried active meditations uh no I, I've never done any of those it was always you know, more convenient to do like the like at night before bed you know just like 
the more kind of traditional meditation, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like just uh, focusing on the breath. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about the active ones, right? Like the ones Elliot Hall spoke about. And yeah, you like show. you jump around and like breathe deeply and make noises and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like those. Um, Cause there's two that I really do, and I've been doing it more consistent. Like this morning, I went to the beach, and I did that active one. Um, so that one I usually do in the mornings, active meditation, and then at night I do the. There's another ocean meditation called the Kundalini meditation. Mm-hmm. Which is similar to four stages, and the first one you're just kind of like shaking, vibrating your body, breathing, um, and then the second one's like a little dance for like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You just listen to the the music playing, and then you just kind of let your body do the moving, and then you sit down, and do, that's when you do like your meditation, the one you're talking about, the, mm-hmm. just focusing on the breath, and like by this time, because you kind of like. Sh- you know used up a lot of energy in your body you're a lot more clear minded you're not thinking so much and you have more control of your breath so your focus is more on the breath and so now when you sit down and meditate it's a lot easier to go deeper and then in the the final stage when you lay down for 15 minutes in silence and meditate there and a lot of times I'll fall asleep because <laughs> I'm so <laughs> relaxed. Or when I did it in the retreat, every lot you hear people snoring. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> That's the thing is like I, yeah, that would happen to me too. Because anytime I try and meditate, waiting, laying down, mm-hmm. I always fall asleep. <laughs> but if I sit up, I, w- I, I won't fall asleep. You won't fall asleep. Yeah. I well, mean. I guess that's good. It shows you that you're that relaxed. Yeah, relaxed. Yeah, I always found those to be more helpful. One, or not even. Not, you don't have to necessarily do all that, but like go for a run or go to the gym, and immediately when you're done with the exercise, you know you exercise your body, your breathing, your systems are more engaged, and then and then you go sit down and meditate. It's I I always gotten a, a lot like a huge deeper experience from it, especially if I do like sprints or something. Mm-hmm. Not that I can do them now, my injury and stuff, but when I would, I would do sprints and then meditate, man, and it would just, I felt freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Back in the meditation. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you're working on on your body. And like, I think that's one of the things that people think about, like fitness and exercise, is that it's just something to change the way that you look. Mm-hmm. Like that it's just an external thing, but really it's an internal thing. Mm-hmm. Also, so like really, sometimes going to work out and being in the gym and stuff is itself like a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. Like when I go to the gym, I don't like, I don't like to like, you know, a lot of people go in and, and their thing is just make loud noises and throw the weights around and stuff like that. It, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, but it, that's for them. That's just their thing. But for me, it, it's not my thing. It's working at the gym is kind of like an introspective thing also. Yeah. So I, I don't like to make a lot of noise. I like to be quiet, but I also like to think a lot while I'm working out. Mm-hmm. That's why I found it's a good time to, to listen to audiobooks and stuff like that. So that's what I really started doing. That's cool listening to music and then... Or not music, uh, audiobooks and working out. Yeah. Like, I, I used to, I mean, I still really like listening to music and stuff, and sometimes I still listen to music in the gym, but it's a good time to, like, you're working out your body and your mind at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're in the gym for like an hour every time you go, or, or or whatever, like however long you go. So that's that much of an audiobook you just listen to. Yeah. So you go to the gym an hour a day. That's an hour of an audiobook. So in like a week, you're done with one, maybe, or halfway done with one, depending how long it is. Yeah, true. Speaking of which, I actually got today. Um, you can't hurt me, David. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I just started, man. Oh, and the audiobook version is is like the best for it because it's it's an audiobook slash podcast slash discussion. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, I heard him say that. How does that work? Yeah, so it, like it'll be a reading, mm-hmm. and then sometimes uh, the reading will stop, and like they'll discuss something. You know, like they'll, they'll discuss that paragraph or, or whatever, what they just talked about in the reading. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they'll go off in like to other topics and things like that. So it was really cool. They rec- Do you know if the, how they recorded it? Or was it all in one session? Like he was reading the book and then like they started talking about it in the middle of a podcast? Uh, it's, I mean, it's probably different sessions. Like they, they probably like had each day was like a certain section. Mm-hmm. And probably within the reading, like you know they probably read it and then decided like okay there, there was probably some plan stops in there and then there might have been some that just kind of happened yeah does it he talks about a lot of you talk about anxiety and stuff like that in there uh not yet i'm only on chapter four and he's kind of talking about like his childhood oh yeah yeah man that dude's had it rough yeah i was like it's like damn <laughs> and that's why he's like at the beginning he's like I went through all this you know and I didn't let those circumstances dictate who I was so you know like him going through all that stuff and he was able to overcome it so it's pretty cool damn that just shows like the way your mind works your mind is and you just have to like with like well, how do you say take control of it before it takes control of you mm-hmm yeah exactly it's it's good though like I recommend it to everybody <laughs> it, it's pretty, yeah it's pretty good so far check out you can't hurt me but David Goggins <laughs> on Amazon now <laughs> audible if you want to sponsor us we're here <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's funny how are we at right now we need 35 minutes man mm-hmm. yeah it goes by fast what time are you doing for your jiu-jitsu? Uh, at 6.40. So, oh, okay, okay. So, about to be fine. Yeah, so I'm going to have to start. Like, yeah, man. I think I'm going to end it here. It's pretty good. The what? Because I think I'm going to end the podcast here. Unless you, unless you got any more. Any, mm. any other ideas? Because we're just talking about, you know, the past and anxiety. Yeah. I mean, that's all I got for right now. Uh, I'm sure there's more we'll think about later. As always. As always, yeah. As always, meditation as is a Christian emotion, huh? <laughs> I'd say, I was just saying as always, too. <laughs> oh. Um, guys, check out Emotion Mindset. We talk about what he talks about. Spirituality, developing the right mindset, philosophy, having emotion mindset, clear mind. Go check them out out now on Anchor Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you. Available on eight major platforms. <laughs> As with all Anchor podcasts. How many episodes do you have now? On what? On your mushin. Uh, two. <laughs> two. What, I just what you, started with those. What did you talk about? Uh, on the first one was like an intro thing. And I decided to do the other ones like a series talking about the Book of Five Rings. So the first uh this one that I, I just released today i was talking about the book of earth the first book in the book of five rings the first ring mm-hmm. so yeah so the next one is going to be water and then after that's fire and wind and then the void so oh, okay that's cool we got like a little structure there yeah it's like a series going on i guess each of them will be around like five to ten minutes yeah that'll be cool we get people listening to you yeah Listen along in the series. What what is Five Rings about? Book of Five Rings. Um, it's like really, really what it is 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 like a, a martial arts book. I mean, really, what he talks about a lot a lot in it is like his particular fighting school, mm-hmm. or like uh, his the school that he created and like his style. And he actually has like really like the backstory for him is really interesting itself. But um, he basically went around Japan as a duelist, fighting a whole bunch of different people, and then and then uh, dueled a bunch of people, fought in some wars and or fought in you know battle and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of his life, he decided to kind of stop doing all that and then starting his own school and then teaching people the stuff that he learned. And then he ended up writing this book, kind of kind of becoming sort of a monk near the end. That's cool. So he talks about his own philosophies. He talks about meditation. Yeah, uh, he talks about a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, he talks specifically about certain fighting styles and things like that. But then he talks about you know the body and spirit and all that kind of stuff, controlling the enemy, strategies. But it's kind of weird, like, it's, it's like, strategies for sword fighting and, and combat in general mm-hmm. and battles, but all of this stuff also applies to, like, life. So I think he talks about all that. Yeah, like, one of the things that he says is, like, um, you can't learn about the universe by only studying one planet, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to, to know about the universe, you have to know everything, not just one thing. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, he, he planned it as in all these topics, subjects on life, and apply yourself on different, mm-hmm. like, push yourself out of the comfort zone. Yeah, it's, it's really good. D- didn't you buy it? I thought I told you about it. Yeah, I think I have it, and I think I read a few, like, a while, like, a few months, months ago. I don't know how far I got into it, though. Yeah, it's really good. I recommend it, too. It's, it's not a very long book. It doesn't really take that long to read. It's relatively short, but it's really good. So check it out, man. And we can, we can, I can do a podcast with you. Talk, we can talk about it one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you again. All the listeners out there, thank you very much. Make sure to check out Mush and Mindset. Thank you for having Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me, actually. I mean... <laughs> Thank you for having us. <laughs> I think we're being here. <laughs>
I think you used to like being on my podcast thing. Was, like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, I keep thinking I was on yours on Lansdale. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, man. Take care. All right. Take care, everyone. <laughs>